being live. Yeah, we are. You guys, who let us have a podcast? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Habit Podcast. I'm Christina Franklin. I'm Natalie Hopkins. And I'm Paige hey. Burke. And welcome. I hope you guys are as excited as we are. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Yay, we're we're here. Podcast episode three. And tonight, we got a good one. All right, you guys. So today we're going to be talking about how to tell if you're making progress and what you can do about it if you're not. And this is like a super hot topic and it's kind of in depth. So we're going to talk about how to collect data on yourself, the importance of collecting data on yourself. We're going to be talking about, you know, how to look at that data as objectively as possible. So a lot of good tips in here. Um, And it's important. We're talking about this for an important reason. And it's because, you know, we're getting, well, I think one of the reasons that we're talking about it is because this like state of the industry, you know, of the nutrition industry, Every program you're looking at is like a diet program, a weight loss program, like everything's like lose weight fast, lose this fast. And when it comes to macros and even just, you know, when it comes to every individual individual person with their individual goals, there's not like one way to look at success. So like the pro like progress doesn't exclusively read, you know, if the number on the scale is less, you're succeeding. If it's more, you're failing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a lot more complicated than that. Way more complicated. Totally. Because everyone's different. Everyone's goals are different when we're coming in. I know we've talked about this before, but biggest thing of today is just to alleviate concerns and just know that you're making progress if you're doing everything that you should be doing. And we'll talk about what that looks like, but uh, it's just really to alleviate concerns. And we just want to make sure that everyone feels good about the direction that they're going in. Yeah. And I feel like, where this becomes so awesome as far as having a program is you have somebody in your coach who's just completely unbiased in all of this and really just, you know, has no emotion attached to your data or what you're doing, unlike yourself. Um, and they can totally just point out really what you're doing and hold a mirror to you to be like, this is something that you're doing really well. This is something that pretty consistently, you know, maybe isn't going so well for you. Like, what do you think about focusing a little bit more here as opposed to putting all your marbles in this basket or whatever it is? And then you have somebody who's really just looking at the big picture. So I feel like in every coaching relationship I've ever had, I have always, always, always had these aha moments when my coach was like, hey, you're getting really wrapped up in a specific race or a specific workout or like, you know, you had a bad week, um, you know, something like this. And the coach, I've always had male coaches, but they've always been like, you've got to see things big picture. Like I can see that for you, but I think it's a little bit harder for you to see that for yourself. Yeah. And it's really the same thing in our program, right? Like we're able to really look much broader than just like the day or the week that you're in that maybe didn't go so well. Well, and it's It's hard too when you really care about a certain goal or whatever, it's a race or it's a certain event that you want to feel your best at. It's hard to not get wrapped up emotionally because you want it so bad and you're just, you know, you're, you're striving to get there so hard. And when you don't see certain things happening, you get emotional. And that's exactly why 
And that's exactly why we're here. Yeah. A great example of that is like, I feel like having a like a shitty day in practice or like having a shitty run when you're like leading up to whatever race is the same thing as like waking up and having a weight spike when your entire goal is in three months to lose weight. Totally. Like you just feel like all is lost. Right. Right. And it's so easy to just slide into panic mode, right? Oh, yeah. If you're just like, you want it so bad. And like, you know, especially if like you feel like you like really prepped or you like learned your lesson or whatever it is. And then things don't go well. You're just like, oh, my God. And it's just so easy for your brain to spiral down this rabbit hole of um, all is lost. Everything's over. And I don't know. I really do feel like that's where having a coach comes in so clutch because it can just talk you off the ledge to be like, it's one day. Or it was one weekend or it was one week, you know, like you're totally fine. There's always going to be another opportunity. So, yeah, that's helpful. but also like equally as important is like you're not going to have a coach forever. Right. And that's where (laughs) you've got to be able to kind of like, I guess, I don't know how to say this in like a very... (laughs) beautiful way but you gotta learn you gotta learn how to coach yourself right it's like you work in my opinion it's like you work with a coach and you learn so much in being with a coach that eventually you have that self-leadership and you can just totally coach yourself um which is a scary thing but hopefully along the way you're gonna be equipped with the tools to be successful in pretty much coaching yourself right so good so knowing that, you know, it's hard when you're like in it to not feel like everything is ruined because you're like, I'm doing everything right. Like, yeah. this is so hard. Like, why am I having this bad day? And so you're in this like space. But I think that's where the importance of like actually having or actually collecting data on yourself is important. And that's like why are you know, if you're on a program with us, like you have this like very in-depth tracker that people are very exhausted by (laughs) filling out, but it's so important, right? It's so important to like have all that information. Um, the, the thing that comes to mind for me is like, I had this one client who was perfectly hitting her macros. Like the top of her tracker was absolutely perfect. Like her macros were spot on. Like she was absolutely crushing it, like not eating out, like not drinking. Um, but when we went down a little bit and we looked at her sleep and her stress levels for the week, she was at like an 11, the scale is from one to 10. So I'm not really sure how she was an 11, but yeah, she's in law school. She was like an 11. She was sleeping like three or four hours a night. And regardless of absolutely, I know, I know, but she like, I know she like, I'd be just, I was horrible. I would crumble. And so she she sent me this check in. She was like, I'm, you know, I'm doing everything I can. Like I'm spinning my wheels here. Like I'm hitting my macros and I'm up two pounds this week. And so we we took a, a deep dive into her tracker, looking at all this information on her. And, you know, it was stress. It was stress and lack of sleep. And her body was just holding on to what it could hold on to. And then like literally like clockwork she turned in her paper or actually I think it was like a, a, a mock trial or something um and a week you know over the course of the next week she was down like four pounds oh from gosh. that that 
that weight spike. See, and that's so, why it's so important. And again, it's like tedious yeah. to write all this th- these things down every day. But when you can mm. take a look back and like maybe her stress, like if we didn't have that stress column in there or that that row in there, we might have never really right. known like what was going on. Of course, we're we're talking with our girls all the time, but it's so important to have all of the data, whether it's your sleep, whether it's your workouts, whatever it is, to just really go back mm. and evaluate so you can pinpoint what the problem was and then you know how to potentially fix it for next time. It's so, so true. And I remember when I went through my like only macro program and I was right. I like for the first time in my life, I was like taking like these like very intense notes and I was dedicated to the tracker. Um, I did not, there was not a single day that I didn't fill it out. Like I was in there every day. And at the, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> Weird. I get to see you being like a total teacher's pet totally. when it comes to macros. And I was just like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And yeah, it was, I got to her like probably week 10 and I reached out to my coach and I was like, I am realizing that my career mm. is completely unhealthy for my body oh, wow. and left my left my career in full-time fitness because I was like, I am injured. My sleep is all over the place. I'm not stressed in the conventional way, but my yeah. body is just in a mm. constant state of overstress because I was teaching spin classes and whatever. Mm. And so I left my career and pretty much immediately, like everything started returning to normal. I hadn't been able to eat all these foods for forever I had IBS and whatever and the minute that I stopped best comeback story tell it was incredible tell them what happened and now I'm like I can literally eat whatever the hell I want which I haven't been able to do in four years pizza pizza Domino's the return to cottage cheese literally I'm like it is insane to me though that it had nothing to do with all these other things. And I would have never known had I not just been diligently tracking all of these things. And it was a really cool way to just like listen to my body. And I had all this data that I could use in conjunction with being like, well, something's not right. Right. And Mm. I have this like three months of information about my whole life and I can do something with it. It was like, it was actually life-changing. I mean, literally. I would have kept doing that job forever until my yeah. body literally broke down on me had I not yeah. stopped and like taken a hard look. It's crazy. I I can't when I really think about it, like I get a little emotional because I'm like I was so unhealthy and I just had no clue. Yeah. Because right. my job was this like very yeah. healthy job, you know? Right. And it and it wasn't. Right. Oh, exactly crazy well that's like a big crazy insane discovery (laughs) (laughs) i know it yeah but it's not it's not far off from what we hear from our clients too because i can't tell you the amount of women that tell me that their tracker is their journal and therapy session every single week and i take that to heart because i first of all i know that how that is. You talk about your wins, you talk about your opportunities, you talk about your frustrations, but it's a place for, for you to go and document how you really feel. And maybe you don't want to talk about it with your husband or a friend. Like maybe it's just somewhere where you can objectively go and just say, you know what? 
this sucked today or this is how Mm -hmm. I'm going to improve upon it tomorrow. And it's just a way, it's a crazy cool way to look back on 12 plus weeks, depending on your program, on what truly was improved upon, whether it's your mindset or a physical goal. It's a crazy cool thing to look back on and have that data. I feel like a lot of times when I get check-ins, like in the bottom of the, the tracker where it says, you know, uh, like, what did you do well this week? What do you need to prune t- upon? I feel like it's almost like our clients giving themselves a pep talk. Oh, yeah. You know, which I like love. Totally. Oh, I never noticed that like every single, you know, on the on the nights that my son comes into the room in the middle of the night and wakes me up the next day, like I'm always super snacky. Or like, like, it's just like these crazy connections that you just, we just don't know are there if if we're not looking for them. Yeah. Or it's like, I had one the other day that was like, I had carbs after seven o'clock. I had a big bowl of pasta that was Mm. in her macros for the day, but she had a big bowl of carbs at the end of the night and she couldn't sleep after that because Mm. she was just tossing and turning and she knew that that affected her digestion and she's like you know what I think I can change it for for tomorrow I'm going to see how I feel and again just another great example of how these trackers can be so insightful yeah absolutely where being super consistent and committed to it is yeah it's it's kind of a non-negotiable if you really really want to get something out of this right I mean pretty much anybody can be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go after it and be pretty inconsistent with the data that they're collecting. And then it's like, it doesn't mean anything if it, you know, I mean, I hate to say it like that, but I have said that to clients before where I'm like, I'd almost rather you just not weigh in if you're going to weigh in like very randomly or on these different scales or at different times, because it just doesn't mean anything. And we Um, just can't coach that effectively. No, I mean, think you have to really think about it too. Like if you're looking at like, take yourself outside of yourself. Right. So like pretending that it's somebody else's information and it's like, what would you do with it? Um, right. Cause when it's like yourself, it's so easy to just connect your own emotions and your own biases, like with the data that you're delivering. Yeah. And I think this kind of goes into like, what can you look for to ensure that you're staying on track? Because there are things that you can do and be like, okay, and reflect and say, okay, am I doing X, Y, and Z um, in order for you to really understand, are there things I can be doing to improve? Like for me, when I was in the program and Christina was my coach, I, you know, would be logging through and, you know, filling out some weeks were, were really, really consistent and really like thorough descriptions of what I was going through. Yeah. And then I would have kind of an off week. It's usually like week seven or eight that kind of kicks everyone's ass. And you're like, Oh, the worst, oh, the grind, <laughs> the black weeks, the black seven weeks. to nine, <laughs> literally week seven to nine are like this, like black hole where if you make it through, like you're, you, you could be the president. The like it's fine. You're Bill Nye, the science guy. If you've made it, you're Bill Nye, the science guy. You can be on the podcast if you make it past week seven or nine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, week seven through nine, like I was probably being a little bit more, uh, 
flexible, should we say? With <laughs> what I was tracking. A good word for it. <laughs> because I was getting a little sick of, you know, doing everything. But again, everyone goes through this. It's so yeah. normal. Yep. And then Christina was my coach, like I said. So she was the one coming back to me being like, hey, girl, are you sure you're doing everything right? Like, you know, X, Y, and Z isn't changing. And maybe it's because of this. And so it's that's exactly from a coach's standpoint. We're there to help you see what you might not be seeing. Yeah. So and real. To avoid the panic. Let's just briefly touch upon, again, the scale and like what, like how prote- potentially unimportant it is when it comes to tracking progress because we're looking we we're looking at more than just the scale like one day one weigh-in literally means nothing it means zero nothing, nothing. zero if you wake up Matt, and you're this. this is your topic of the year like oh my you've god got this <laughs> i say this all the time to all my clients they know this too because they'll be like i you know i saw the scale go up this week and i'm like what are you actually talking about because if you look at your weekly average you're down two pounds like are you crazy wake up (laughs) i can't i can't do it so when you're looking so if so i totally understand that's a huge amount of clients coming in are coming in with a weight loss goal and guess what when I joined my first micro program I had a weight loss goal too and guess what I still sometimes have weight loss goals if things get a little crazy so and it happens and so like yes if you come in and you want to lose weight like yeah looking at the scale is definitely cool it's important you got to look at it Mm -hmm. however you don't have to look at your daily weight you have to look at the trends and if one and if one week you are down two pounds and the next week you are completely stagnant, you're still going in the right direction. <laughs> right. You know, like, like your trend, you know, you're, you're trending down, you're trending in the right direction. And like some weeks, maybe you're going to maintain some weeks, maybe you're going to lose, but as long as you're not trending up, you are going in the right direction. Like a hundred percent back to setting the expectations like we talked about at the beginning. But Mm. it's like with with all of the like all of the the talk out there right now on what to expect from a certain diet or cleanse or detox, their expectation is that or what they put out there is that you should be losing 10 pounds in a few weeks. And oh my God, does that send your body in some sort of shock? A hundred percent. Just, I remember this so distinctly. I was on my first micro program. I was consistently losing two pounds a week for my first like six weeks. Cause I just like had never done Beautiful. anything like this. Well, it was really cool. Cause like, I literally, I guess I just didn't ever eat protein. And then I started eating protein and was like, whoa, <laughs> oh, like, this is amazing. So I started eating protein. <laughs> like, so satiated. Yeah, I was like amazing. Like, so I, you know, it was like six weeks in and the one week I, so I was losing two pounds, two pounds, two pounds, two pounds, which like at that time I actually like, I had hit pretty much my, my, my breaking point. I'd hit my goal already. And, um, I didn't lose any weight one week and I had just, I did exactly what I was supposed to do and didn't lose any weight. Absolutely perfect week. And my coach was like, obviously I freaked out. I was like, yo, this is pretty effed up. Like something is wrong. You have to change my numbers because I've been losing two pounds every single week and I lost nothing this week. And it was the exact same week. I literally ate the same thing as I ate last week. And she was like, first of all, <laughs> you nut job, you lost half an inch on your waist. <laughs> okay. So like that, 
is a good thing. So you have to look at your measurements. Did she really call you a nut job? She didn't say nut job, but she said it. She said it in like a kinder, more Australian term. She had like a, it was like, I don't know what she called me. See, anything they say then is cute. It was endearing, but I was like, you're nuts. So she was like, first of all, you lost half an inch on your waist. And second of all, every single day this week, you told me how amazing you felt in the gym. So what the hell are you freaking out about? We're nodding. Look at everything else that is in your tracker. And the one thing you're focusing on is the fact that you maintained a weight that you feel amazing at. What's wrong? Were you at a point that you could say, okay, yeah, you're right. Or were you still kind of a, a doubter? Well, I definitely needed to take like a couple hours (laughs) to like get my shit together. (laughs) I read it and I was like, she's nuts. Like we got to change these numbers. (laughs) She's crazy. And then, you know, I, I like circle back like a couple hours later and I was like, you know what? This is actually a, a, a great week. Like if I re, if you if I read the words that I wrote to myself, they were that I was doing a really good job and like I felt really great and like physic like I felt great like I looked great the like gym felt good like I mean what was the problem? Nothing. You always are like oh this could be better I could I could be doing this better I don't know there's always there's always ways that especially we're just so hard on ourselves. So true and I have had this conversation. I wonder if she's going to listen to this. I hope she does. But she's one of my most favorite clients. And so much of our conversations have been around, there's always going to be, especially if you're a type A personality, and I'd venture to guess that most women who are signing on to do a macro program, you know, where you're, yeah, like where you're this insanely like dedicated to your goal and you're tracking and you have a one-on-one coach, like I would say that we have at least 50% women in this group who are type A. You know, we have lawyers and doctors. And I feel like for a lot of type A personalities, there is always this like next or always this Mm. like, this could be better. I could improve. I can get there. And it's just, you're climbing this ladder that is, you're never going to reach the top. And that which can have its strengths in some ways. But when you're talking about your life and your body and what you eat, which is just ongoing, like yep. you can't, that's, there's no end. You're going to be eating every day for the rest of your life. So when you're like, mm. you know, this just like reaching, 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 it's just so scary. I think I like get kind of like you can pigeonhole yourself into like this pretty impossible place. And that's when I think it gets really helpful to look at the data and be objective about it and really think about your habits and like your, like the trends and what's the big picture here. And, you know, like, to your point, Christina, when you're like having this like awesome week and you're like, but like I maintained, it's like, okay, but what made that week so awesome? And what about what you did is sustainable long-term? Um, I think that's like where there's so much more to gain when you're like, I'm not seeing progress. I'm not seeing progress. It's actually to just retrain your brain, to look at it a little bit differently. And I think like this too is where you got to really look at the other things that maybe aren't going well. Um, 
you know, like what is sleep? Like, what is your stress levels? Like I can remember distinctly a, a couple of clients I had and their macros were perfect every single week, completely perfect. And I was like, are you using your food scale? Are you guessing? It's like, nope, food scale, like everything's right. I was like, okay, well, like how, what's going on in your life? And they're like, oh my God, it's a total shit show. I'm like doing like 900,000 different things. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Well that matters. And you need to, we need to change it matters. that. Um, Cause your body isn't going to respond if it's just like constantly stressed out. So it's not as simple. Yeah. I also feel like looking at, I see this a lot, like a lot, a lot is I'll get a, a sheet with like near perfect macros, like just beautiful. But when I look down, there's a meal out here, a meal out there, a meal, and, it, and it's every day <laughs> or it's like every meal on the weekend. And then it's like perfect during the week. I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm so glad that that person is going out and eating, you know, making smart choices that are aligned with their macro goals and are, you know, getting as close as possible. But at the end of the day, it's still a guess. Totally, It's definitely still a guess. And it's definitely still going to be, you know, a higher fat than if you had cooked it at home, higher sodium than if you had cooked it at home. Meal time is going to be off than if you ate it at home. So like you have to you have to take that into account. Totally. And even worse, please don't just like not track and completely say F it. Natalie, what was the thing that you were telling me one time? It was like something specific. And you were like, I used to do X, Y, Z all the time. Fell into the same trap. I did it that like I did it one night when I was tracking. And then just for the shits of it, I logged it like after the fact. And like my head exploded and I never did it again. Must must have been popcorn. I mean, well, John was deployed. I literally just like lived on my couch watching Nashville and eating like so much popcorn. Nashville's not even good. Yes, it is. Guys, why do you hate all the things that bring me so much joy? Domino's pizza. I don't want to end this podcast in a fight again. I love you so much. But if you invited me over to eat Domino's and watch Nashville, I would not come. No. What if ba- what no. if Baylor was there? Okay, I'd consider it. Okay, I'd consider it. Okay, we're getting off topic, and we have to get to the macro hack of the week. But so, what? Oh. So what are we even saying here, guys? Because I feel like we're all over the place. Basically, what we're saying is, you know, you have to number one, you have to collect accurate yes. data on yourself. Accurate being truthful consistent long period of time yeah just you have to do it to know if you're making progress you need to be able to look at something so true and like have like measurable data that tells you if you're making progress towards your goal or not and so one you need your that. tracker is not a report card right like your tracker yes. is for no. you I it's love like that not a diary yes. is a great way to think of it like you said Paige. number two you have to be able to look at that data in an objective way mm-hmm you have all this information about yourself. Don't get like crazy tied up emotional about it. If you can, I know it's really hard. I do it all the time, <laughs> but you had to be able to look at it and be like, okay, this is what this information is telling me. No matter how I feel, no matter how hard I feel like I'm working, this is what the information is actually telling me. And if you're still feeling like, I just don't know what's going on. Utilize your coach, dive a little deeper. I hope not everybody listens to this and then goes and like quits their jobs like me. <laughs> well, 
Honestly, every single one of us tracked macros and then changed careers. So let's just talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh, dear God. So let's have the macro hack of the week. Woo! Dun, dun, dun. I feel like we need a jingle for the macro hack of the week. Like, a, like, we no, do no, no, like, like us. Didn't you listen to I our last did, episode? Like us singing. Like, that's just like macro Girl. hack, macro hack, macro hack. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, just like that. She's shimmying for those of you that don't have a visual right now. I would like everybody to know that I'm going to take that little jingle and actually pay someone to turn it into a jingle. Stay friggin' tuned. Stay tuned. All right, Paige, what's your macro hack? My macro hack of the week is talking about fat. I feel like this is a very common one that I'm hearing right now that people are having a hard time hitting. And fat is sort of one of those comfort things that we turn to and look for in meals that are going to maybe just be a little more indulging. And that's totally fine. Butter. Butter, avocado, everything, cheese, cheese. Yeah. goes on. But yep. this was also a hard one for me when I started and to stick to and stick within. So my macro hack of the week is seeing where you can sub or go lighter in terms of oils, avocados. Yep. This is a big sad face for me because I hated giving up avocados, but it's kind of just a necessity for me personally, might not be for you. Um, but I just wanted to have fats in other areas. So go leaner on meats, maybe switch up your cheese from like a shredded cheese to a laughing cow, um, or a different type of oil, um, whatever floats your boat. Like spray, spray, oil spray Mm -hmm. is a good one. Sprays. Yes. But also oil spray doesn't have no fat in it. That drives me nuts. Oh, that's just... Like on, if you scan it or if you look at the nutrition facts on Sprite oil, it says zero, zero, zero for carbs, fats, and protein, which is bullshit. But, and it says like this, the serving size is a third of a second of a spray, but okay. A third of a second. I've gotten very, very in depth. I've had fights with my like light avocado spray from Trader Joe's because I'm like, (laughs) you're full of shit. But so like. If you're doing but that, away. please, please, please log like a gram or two of fat, please. Just but, a little quick ad, one or two. But it is. The sprays are really good. I like the sprays. Um, okay. My macro hack of the week is it kind of ties back to what we were talking about in our blog post recently about meal prep. But one of the things that I found super helpful is to not put stuff in the refrigerator until it's ready to go. So like literally all in the same day, what I'll do is I will make my menu, make my list, do my shopping, come home. And before anything goes in the refrigerator, like if that meat needs to be marinated, if those carrots need to be chopped, if I'm like, you know, even if I'm not going to cook it, I will literally chop and prep everything once. So like one knife gets dirty, one cutting board gets dirty. I'm in the chopping mode. Yeah. Like just all the chopping really just coming out. It's, it's so out of control. And then I wipe down all the surfaces, (laughs) (laughs) but it's true. You do it one time and everything is already like pre-cut and like, it just saves so much time. Like imagine it like cutting all your garlic in the beginning of the week and not having to cut it again. Like, hello. And I like that you're just not even giving yourself the opportunity to put away because if I no. think, if I think I put something away, I'm probably not going to get around to it's it true. that day. 
in just full honesty. It's true. I'm like, this meat's going to go bad if you don't marinate it, Christina. Exactly. Put it in there. Get for on, Christina, that's it's a true. good that's what hack. I, do. I like that a lot. Really good. Thank you. Yeah. It's kind of my new thing. Like, I literally just I got like home that. from the store and I cut three bundles of organic carrots for the week. I pickled half of them and then I cut half of them for hummus oh, dipping. Amazing. All right, guys, you ready for my macro hack? <laughs> oh, Let's Jesus Christ. Now. Is it eat the be. same thing every day? No, but it is also just as simple. So my macro hack actually came oh. to be this morning, leaving a Pilates class, and I really wanted a peanut butter and jelly for breakfast. So. Oh, my God. For breakfast? What? Oh, that's. Like, been one of my favorite breakfasts these days. It's just peanut butter and jelly. Old school. I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's delish. So, I... I'm going to have that right now. It's, guys, so <laughs> underrated. It's just the best food. So, I was like, well, shoot. I went to one grocery store. They were like, no, we can't make you a peanut butter and jelly. I go to this other little, like, it's like a Panera type restaurant called Corner Bakery, if you're in Southern California. And mm. they, I walk in and... I was like, can I please have a peanut butter jelly? She goes, sure. Well, it comes with carrots or fruit and a juice box. All of these things that would be insanely easy to, number one, log. Number two, so macro friendly. And I'm like, wait, got me thinking. I'm like, why is it that if I were to order any other sandwich anywhere, they'd be like, do you want chips or an apple, right? Bread. Right. More bread. I'm like... (laughs) Wait, I want carrots. Like that's like that's yes. perfect. Um, so that's my macro hack is to get a little creative if you're wanting a snack or a light meal and go kids menu. Wait, the peanut butter and jelly was on the kids yeah. menu. <laughs> what? <laughs> so did they ID you? <laughs> no, Christina. They did they not. Like- Bitch, you're 30? I am 29. Okay. I'm holding on to every last day before I'm 30. Ma'am, you're 30, (laughs) ma'am. She just said, do you want apples? Or no, not apples. She said, do you want carrots, fruit, or a juice box? And I said... Did she think... No. No, did she? Did she think you were ordering it for your, like, phantom child? She probably did, but that's okay. Okay. Mm, okay. There we go. Actually, I like the idea of ordering off the kid's menu. I bet the, uh, you know, the actual, like, portion size is, like, way more well, in line with what a human should actually be eating. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is I'm like, it was the most perfect morning breakfast, and everything yeah. else on the breakfast menu there was at least... 700 calories i'm not joking you and i was like well the pbj is 200 calories which is exactly what i need for my morning (laughs) you know yeah i love that hack i love that all right so you guys on our next episode this is like we're actually gonna be taking our listeners through an exercise on our next episode Yes. And so we're going to talk about finding your purpose. (laughs) And when we talk about finding your purpose, we're going to talk about how to inspire yourself with what you actually want. And let's get motivated. Dead. You know how I feel about all these things. (laughs) It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Bye. Bye.